Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel, SI's Ross Dellinger, and SI's Pat Forty. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. We got a lot to get to today, uh, and we're going to get to Georgia football and the uh, the uh, high-speed drunk driving accident or crash that occurred on January 15th that led to the death of uh, a recruiting staffer and, uh, and a, an offensive lineman and injuries and it involves Jalen Carter now, the potential number one pick in the draft. So we were going to get to a lot of that and what's going on at Georgia because uh, that's some troubling situation, a sad situation. We know, finally know more details. I think we'd all heard a lot of rumors about it and sort of uh, there's only so much you want to go with until the police have come out with their reports and stuff, but we did get that. In the interim, the Brandon Miller uh, University of Alabama basketball case continues. That also occurred on January 15th, quite remarkably, in a remarkable coincidence. Uh, virtually both, the it, same time. Yeah, both incidents occurred at virtually the exact same time. One was at uh, about 2.45 2 a.m. Eastern. One was 1.45 Central. Both involve, uh, in some way, one of the top two or three or four picks of the NBA and NFL draft. Amazing. Uh, amazing thing. Both tragic situations. Loss of life is some ugly stuff. Serious stuff. But uh, I wanted to start with Alabama because, Ross, you were at the... Alabama Auburn basketball game that was Wednesday night. This is Thursday morning that we're taping. Great basketball game, very exciting game. Went to overtime. Alabama won. Not really interested in discussing that. I think uh, Alabama counts on their fans, students, parents, professors only caring about beating Auburn <laughs> and not everything else. They may be right. I don't know. But for all the rest of us, uh, what was it just like being there? in that environment following the, 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 the details of the, of the downtown shooting, the, the, and, and Brandon Miller's involvement and just everything going on and the other players and the lack of, you know, I mean, I tried yeah. to get like the president of the school to talk, heck no, nothing, no statements mm -hmm. ever. Nobody saying anything. What was it just like there in this sort of dual world where we're celebrating one thing, but then there's this tragedy and controversy on the other side. 
Yeah, I uh, happened to be, uh, I guess you could say, in town in town at somewhat good timing. I was coming in for football stuff and just kind of really just passing through, and it happened to, to fall on the day that they play, host Auburn in a game in which they could win the SEC championship, and then a week after all of the, the police revelations came out, uh, latest ca- latest revelations came out about Brandon Miller and, and you know the, the the murder scene in, in Tuscaloosa. It's two real things that happened, right? That inflamed this issue even more. One, the coach saying wrong place, wrong time, simultaneously as a hearing unfolded, revealing pretty jarring details of Brandon Miller and in the gun being in this back seat and, and him arriving at the scene. And then the other thing, obviously, was the pat down which <clears throat> that's what stuck out to me last night more than any other kind of is like, it felt like everybody was watching what he was going to do. And so as he's, as he's walking up for the introductions, you just kind of felt the crowd like zooming in and, and he, uh, he did a little shoulder nudge with the, with the staffer. Um, so no pat down and the rest of the players did, did like high fives and maybe some hugs and things like that. So, it was an interesting, again, an interesting environment. It was packed. Students were lined up overnight. Uh, they sold out about an hour before tip. They sold out of the 2,400 student tickets. It uh, it was an electric atmosphere. In, and, and, you know, they won. Obviously, they came back an incredible game. They came back from 17 down with 10 minutes left. Brandon Miller hit some pretty big shots late in the game, ending overtime. Didn't have the great, greatest shooting night, right? He's like three of... 12 or something, I think, from the floor. He had 17 points, 10 of those free throws. And then, of course, you know, after the game, they celebrate. And it, it was just, it was it was weird. I stayed out there a little bit for the for some of the celebration. And, you know, it was weird. They put on the championship sir- shirts, right, and everybody's celebrating. And I, I understand them doing that, obviously. And they're going to celebrate a, a team victory and a championship. But given the circumstances, it was, it, it was certainly was an eerie kind of feeling. And then afterward... Which, and I think this, you know, and I addressed it in my story from here a little bit, but Brandon Miller obviously didn't talk and hasn't talked since the police, revela- re- you know, revealed what they did last week in the hearing. Not only has Brandon Miller not talked, though, uh, according to the beat writers here, no other player has talked for seven, eight days. That would change next week at the SEC tournament. In fact, I would expect Brandon Miller to talk next week. And if not next week, he'll be made to talk at the NCAA tournament. It is like even last night, they can't fully avoid controversy. There was a bit of a scuffle between yeah. Wendell Green yeah. and Javon Quinterly, Green of Auburn, Quinterly of Alabama. And it starts getting heated and Alabama players leave the bench area and come over and two of them get ejected. Like, oh good, let's get into a confrontation now. And the the there's always an excuse with, with fans, right, for everything. And this was, well, it was a timeout. They were celebrating. They were welcoming their team back to the bench. No, no, no. There was two of them that went way past half court, got down one of them close to the altercation, the other one not as close. But, I mean, that's a clear no-no. Auburn didn't leave the bench. They didn't do that. So, and there we, you can see it. one Al- Al- Alabama staffer out there, like, waving right. wildly to get yep. their guys back. Yep. So even then, I'm like, where is Nate Oates? Hello, where does the team is the team coached up on what to do here? He was unaware. He was drawing plays. Yeah, he he was unaware. Yeah, he he was in the wrong spot at the wrong time. (laughs) I mean, this is one of the issues. Like that that happens, right? 
basketball games, somebody, yeah. some kid yeah. runs down. This is the this is one of the risks that they have is by doing nothing and saying almost nothing. If something that could happen that would not have been a massive deal two months ago is all yeah. of a sudden a massive deal. And and I mean Everything they're like is. one kid throwing a punch from like, oh my goodness. And, yeah. and you're right. If it just and and that would be a potentially unrelated act. But this is where you're at. This is the this is the this is the all in, right? You're all in, all the chips in the middle. We don't care about our reputation. We don't care about anything. You know, the the no one's talking except Nate Oates. I don't think anybody at this school is really, nobody wants to own this decision, group decision. Said the president of the university has said nothing, no comments, no statements. They they gave you a very bland statement, didn't they? From the school, not from him. From the school, not Not from from him. Yeah, Stuart Bell, right? (laughs) Nobody's talking except Nate Oates, who's terrible at this. Hell of a basketball (laughs) coach, but he's got tunnel vision. He just wants to win the title. I think Nate Oates probably... Talked everybody into it, and they went with it. That's why Nate Oates doesn't get a say normally. You 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 yeah. a, you talk to any coaches; they're like, "Well, that's that's a university decision. That's above my thing." But when they laid it out, as Greg Brinson, well, I had a conversation with Nate Oates. His group decision, Nate, Nate Oates. Like, of course, the like you want your coach to be like, "Hey, I think let me think about the big picture here." But that's not how coaches act, and certainly not this guy. Right? Incredible basketball coach. Great team. This team's really exciting to watch, all that. But, so, you know, again, university president, nah, we don't care. Not saying a word. Because they don't want their name, no one wants their name associated with this story right now. And so it's like the machine and the fans that simply care about winning, you know, we beat Auburn. Okay, great. But, like, you're the president of the school and there was a shooting right off of campus. And we're not really doing anything about it. But hey, we beat Auburn. It's like, is that you're the president of the school? Yeah. Like, that's it. And and they might, and I get it. They're they're 100 banking on. Well, get everyone's gonna hate us. We torched our reputation, but our fans, our students, our parents, our professors, our community, all they care about is beating Auburn. They don't care about anything other than beating Auburn. And we can do anything and let anything go as long as we beat Auburn and win the national title, make the final. We've never been to a final four. This isn't even football. And they're probably right. And it's not just Alabama. This would be the case if the everyone goes, well, if the roles were reversed and the player was at Auburn, you guys would all be screaming. That's true. And if the roles were reversed and the player was at Auburn, all the Auburn fans would be defending. Like, this just the <laughs> nature of fans. Like, there's nothing yeah. unique about Auburn, about Alabama. It's just they're the ones going, hey, man, eh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the guy said there was a T-shirt over the gun. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Nate Oates said he didn't know. It's like, okay, so we had uh, one player in the team's facing capital murder. One guy drove the gun over. Another guy was there. The gun ended up in an apartment of some players. It was in Quinterly's room wrapped in a bloody sweatshirt. But uh, he wasn't even there, so yeah, I shouldn't even mention his name. That guy, you know, right? All those things happen, and no one on the team. There was no little chatter in the locker room or on a bus. <laughs> no one was talking. No one heard a thing. Nobody heard a thing about this gun. Like, man, if someone puts a murder weapon in my room, 
wrapped in a bloody sweatshirt. <laughs> There's going to be a discussion. No one heard anything. No one knows anything. It's like, okay, no, right, we're good. Beat Auburn. That's just college sports. It's crazy. It's, it's a machine that is nobody, nobody can control or is even willing to try. It's yeah. just no comment. Hope Nate Oates doesn't say something stupid for the 14th time this week. Mm-hmm. No, and, you're right. It, yeah, that's I mean, it. It's college sports, baby, but don't pretend it's anything else. Right. That's the thing is let's not pretend that that, that there is some, you know, serious high-minded ideals behind this. There's not. There's clearly not. Brandon Miller is too good to bench. That's the deal. That's what's going on. Here. Yep. Yeah. So, wild scene. Now, post-game, I, Brandon Miller is going to say nothing next week. He shouldn't. You can say, well, he's just a, just a cooperating witness. You're never not capable of being arrested. Okay? <laughs> Unless you have an immunity deal written down, you always have the threat. So if I'm Brandon Miller and he has a good attorney, um, now whether he's agreed to cooperate with the, or, you know, be a, who's he going to testify with? Does he, they have some kind of handshake deal? I don't know. But unless there is a written statement that you are immunity, I wouldn't, and I am at the scene of a murder and I witnessed a murder and I had two, I brought the gun and two bullets went into my windshield. I'm not saying a damn word. I'm not saying a damn word because I could be in legal jeopardy. I'm not saying a damn word because, Someone was murdered, and you don't know who else is out there. Right? Brandon Miller should say nothing, right? And 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 they're going to put Brandon Miller will be under a tremendous amount of heat next week as he has to stand there uncomfortably and say something like, "I can't comment on that," and he can't. Right. Yeah, and, he'll he'll say, "I'm a cooperating witness in an investigation and and can't discuss the right. the incident or the case." You know, and, and and that's what you'd expect. That's what his obviously his defense attorney has had told him probably to say. And if you are Alabama. And you have do not know very much about what happened in a tragic murder situation that got one player expelled from school and kicked off the team. And you do know that there, there were two other players present. You know that. But you don't know anything else. And you haven't been filled with enough curiosity and anxiety to have people in the damn courtroom for that hearing? I sure as hell would. Because you can go because well, the media was there. Well, Who? I don't know. They better have sent an attorney over there. That attorney should have been on the phone like that to university counsel, to the president, to Greg Byrne. Nobody nobody alerted Nate Oates. That was really the problem. But the press conference. Holy crap. Yeah. Brandon Miller had had the gun. That should have been communicated ASAP. It's it's awkward and it's going to continue to be awkward, to put it mildly. Team's capable of winning it all. There's no question. So it's going to continue to be. I know after the game, Joe Goodman, the really good columnist at AL.com, who's uh, trying to cover this, he's not gotten into the party line. And so he was, he tried to get a, a question, question asked at the press conference. He was not called on. So we're already going that route. Yeah, yeah. that was sad. And I was, you know, I was in there and, and uh, I was in the presser. And it, yeah, I mean, you know, you got the, the biggest outlet in the state's columnist in the Alabama you know. Auburn game. <laughs> right. Right. So that that's not a good look. And then I think earlier in the week, right, it came out to the SID asked the media to only ask, right. ask questions about, you know, it just there's some missteps happening. One thing I, I wanted to to say and I think we'll find out in the coming weeks about this. 
And I think it was hinted at in one of the statements, maybe even from police, that there was video footage. And so we're going to we're going to end up there's some more evidence there that's going to come out. Yeah. And um, I think some people on campus and in, in certainly in the community here have have heard enough about the video footage to be comfortable with Brandon Miller playing and not being suspended. But we'll, we'll, we'll see in the coming weeks, I think, when that when that evidence kind of surfaces. I don't know if it'll ever, uh, I guess some, at some point it becomes public record, but well, it'll probably come be out used at some point in court. If there's a trial, yeah. yeah. If, if these guys don't plea out, which they might. I mean, they're facing death penalty, so, you know, you can you can plea down yeah. and and do that, yeah. Well, yeah. well the, the video certainly will determine the whole police allegation that they blocked the car in. I don't know if that's, you know, that seems to be a disputed fact, mm-hmm. uh, certainly by a defense attorney. And uh, the fact he never got out of the car is his defense attorney was very adamant about that. So I, mean, I expect that there's not video evidence to suggest otherwise, but the police never said he did. So, right. no, you know, the defense attorney you're argued a whole bunch of points that no one ever alleged. So, but I will uh, real quickly, though, I will say, you know what? Props to Joe Goodman for being for columnizing without fear or favor, which yeah. is a a more rare instance these days than it should be, in my opinion. But he's going to write what he believes, and that's what he should be doing. The best place to see stars is at home with Prime Video. Get everything included with Prime, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Rent or buy hits like Mean Girls starring Renee Rapp or add on channels like Max for Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. You've never seen so many stars in one place. Prime Video, find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. All right, so... The other tragedy in the in the story is the uh, details that came out Wednesday, both from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and then law enforcement and, and uh, I guess, the prosecutor's office out of Athens on the January 15th mm. crash. It basically came out uh, because, well, part the AJC's done a good job reporting these details. And then Jalen Carter was up at the Combine and he got uh, arrest warrants put out for reckless driving and racing. They're both misdemeanors. You get up to a $1,000 fine, up to a year in prison or jail. I don't suspect he'll ever see any, serve any time on something like this, but, you know, whatever. It certainly shook the uh, shook the draft and created big news because Jalen Carter is uh, potentially number one pick in the draft for the Bears, or he's going to be a top four or five pick. So I don't think he gets to five, even with this. But the details of the night, are are more clear and it's just a it's 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 a it's a brutal situation horrible 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 situation i don't i don't a a number of of players and recruiting staffers staff members in the georgia football program were out on that night presumably celebrating whatever they were out they wound up late night out drinking at least some of the people they were at the the uh, immortal toppers international showroom in Athens, <laughs> not a car showroom. <laughs> Pretty funny. That part, they decide to go to the waffle house. One of the cars is driven by uh, Chandler LaCroix, who is a, a rec- staff member 
uh, Devin uh, Willock is in the car, an offensive lineman. So is it Warren McClendon? And another recruiting staff member, Tory Bowles. So as the police have it, they leave downtown Athens to go to the Waffle House. It's about three miles. Pat, you know this area very well. Your son went to Georgia. We are, Anyone in, been to Athens, these are pretty big landmarks. They're going to go. LaCroix La, La has, a, uh, has a, a car Ford Expedition that is generally used to drive recruits around. It's like a it's a rented university car, but it's kind of like a pool car. I've been told that people just, you know, that's commonly used to transport people and all that. Not supposed to be used at night for personal use, but it is. Maybe that, that'll, that'll matter in various lawsuits. She has a 0.197 blood alcohol level. Whew. Yeah. Well more than high. twice the, yeah. What, while drag racing 100 miles per hour. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So she pulls up to a stoplight. Uh, Jalen Carter is in his, uh, he's got a real nice Jeep Cherokee Trackhawk that he got in an NIL deal. He pulls up to a stoplight. She pulls in behind him. There's also a third car, a, a, a Dodge Charger with Jason Dumas Johnson, potentially the driver. The video surveillance obtained by AG, AJC.com shows they pull up. Carter takes off at the light, like with a speed that, makes pedestrians turn their heads in surprise. So he's, he's, I guess, racing. LaCroix accelerates behind him and then passes a couple cars, one to the right, one to the left, to try to, I guess, chase him. This would be the race. And they end up on Barnett Shoals Road. It's a pretty major road in Athens. It's, it's got like five lanes. It's got two lanes and then a turn lane in the middle and then two on the other side. It's not a divided highway in any way. It is a a major street, but it is a city street. This is not, I'm out on Wyoming and there's nobody around. I'm going to open this car up. Right. Let alone with a 1.97 blood alcohol level. Apparently, LaCroix gets ahead of Carter at some point, but about a mile to go before the Waffle House, police said they're, they believe the, the, the LaCroix vehicle reached 104 miles an hour. Again, like that road, Stunning. Yeah. I mean, 104. They weaved in and out of traffic. This is not a car that handles particularly well. I mean, it's just the idea of driving so far. Uh, right front tire hits a curb. The car flies off the road. I, I'm still a little, I, I you know, uh, it flies off the road. It shears through two utility poles that's going so far, hits at least two trees, and then crashes into an apartment building. Willock. Uh, was seated behind LaCroix, flows, flew out of the car and, and died on the scene. LaCroix was non-responsive. They took her to the hospital and she was pronounced dead there. Carter was there, apparently then left. I think legally he's not obligated to stay. It wasn't his accident. Georgia's football director of player support, Brian Gant, shows up. About an hour and a half later, Gant gets Carter to come back to the scene. Police see there are marks on the roof of his car that they believe were made by falling power lines. So when the the utility pole was sheared, the lines came down and hit carts. So he was behind, presumably behind. Um, Good God. He could have got really in. I mean, he could have got. Oh, I mean. He could have been. Yeah. Geez. Well, and if one someone's going 104 and you're that close, you're going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gives uh, varying statements about how close he was, racing, whatever. 
probably the biggest observation for 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 Carter is that they the police did not observe him to be under the influence of anything gave no test at all for blood alcohol content I'm not going to question the police they have a very hard job to do but i would pretty much test everybody at, you think uh, two in the morning yeah. but hey they didn't they didn't see it so carter does not have that and thank god i hope he didn't this is absolutely is shocking they didn't test it test him that is shocking didn't test him yeah. i mean he might have been literally just so clear yeah. eye I, I don't i have no idea but generally, you'd think, geez, I'm testing everyone. But if if someone's clearly not, I don't know. But he left for an hour and a half. You, you're not you're not sobering up in an hour and a half. Whatever. No. I mean, this is all. There is a there are there are two deceased here. This is a serious investigation now. This isn't like there's uh, examples in this AJC story of like other guys getting pulled over and just hey, slow down and all that. This is a really tragic situation. But this is absolute. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, driving that drunk at that speed, you are either killing yourself or you're killing someone else. Yeah. Again, like like the Alabama situation, fortunate there aren't more people dead. I mean, it's awful that there are yeah. two people dead, but there could be more. There absolutely could have been more. Yeah. You know, there's other examples now. They're peeling back through. Dumas Johnson was arrested on February 22nd on a reckless driving and racing in another incident. Carter had been ticketed for going 89 and a 45 back in September. Got 89 a, and a 45. Holy cow. Got a thousand. Yeah, so he's done. He's done. He, he, he does the he's, racing quite a bit then. He's right. done it before. Uh-huh. So. Man, I don't understand. Man, am I too old? Is this what the kids do nowadays? They go. <laughs> Fast and uh, furious, drag baby. race on a yeah. city street. I mean, what uh, the hell is wrong with people? God. I, it's, it's astonishing to me. It really is. And I, I like. Again, too, where is the learned behavior and the discouraged behavior? You get ticketed for 89 and a 45. First of all, you do that, you're crazy. But secondly, you get ticketed for it, and you pay a $1,000 fine. And according to the AJC, there was dash cam footage there, body cam footage from the cops saying, you know, you, do, you don't want to go to jail for this because it'll be a big old deal. So they let him off to a degree. They could have arrested him and taken him downtown. Maybe charges wouldn't have stuck, but they could have, and they didn't. And then you come back and do this? Like, where's the learning here? Yeah. Unless you think you can do anything you want, and there's not going to be any repercussion. And again, right. yes, so, so to Dan's point, I know the road. My son lived on Barnett Shoals Road. He was in a park car, apartment complex. Uh, it was about a half mile from where he lived. Icon Apartments down the road from where the, the, the tragic... Uh, part ending of this of this race occurred and to think of driving it's a 45 mile an hour area to think of driving a hundred is just absolutely suicidal slash homicidal i mean if that's what's going to happen if you're drunk are you kidding me by the way as uh as we're podcasting here jalen carter was has been released from jail, he posted bond. Quickly, and he's yeah. back in Indianapolis at the combine, going to yeah. be completing interviews and other activities, measurements mm. and such. Yeah. Another thing, too, I will say is, uh, I mean, this will be a very hard interview for Jalen Carter, just to, whether it's with the media or whether it's with NFL teams themselves, to sit there and answer questions. He's not very comfortable in these situations because Georgia has shielded him 
all season from doing media, well, which is not, not he, doing he him a word. any He's favors. not going to do any media. Well, but he's got to talk to the NFL guys, Dan. Well, yeah, he does, so but teams, he won't. He yeah. won't. He, he, it actually gives him the out. Man, I can't talk about that. I mean, he can't. He, well, well, they, he's a defensive. They got to grill him on drag racing in general, right? If he'd oh, been yeah. Yeah. previously yeah. speeding, God. I mean, that, that you think about an NFL team investing millions and millions of dollars in a in a human. I'm going to tell you what. Like, in his contract, it'll say, I bet it'll say somewhere, right, no racing, no speeding yeah, yeah. in a car, maybe. I mean, true. God. If if this doesn't, if you, and you're right, Ross, they will. And, and that'll be, the, this is the concern because you go, what do you do? Uh, this is just, but like, if this doesn't, it's really easy to stop drag racing. Yeah. Like, this isn't like, yeah. I'm addicted to this drug or something. I mean, like, just don't do it. Yeah. Okay, you're the number three pick in the draft, four pick in the draft. You've got an incredible future. You're not going to fall that far. You just say, man, I'm never doing that again. I'm going the speed limit. Really easy to do. Very easy yeah. behavior to, to correct. So that's why he will not, unless more comes out about him. And there have been, you know, uh, you had Todd McShay kind of hinting to, to either this, and I think there had been a lot of rumors about this that the NFL certainly knew was you know Carter was there and all that and I think that maybe maybe that's what got came back but yeah just you got to stop I mean two people died one of your teammates died yeah your your a, a a recruiting staffer who her behavior that night criminal reckless reprehensible and again fortunate she didn't kill more people but yeah. I would imagine not to minimize what happened and she you know but. Otherwise, everyone liked, right? The testimonies, everyone's disappointed in this. I guess, I mean, again, if I'm Kirby smart and I assume this is happening, I mean, the the the, the amount of time spent on no more drag racing huh. and driving yeah. slow. I mean, you wouldn't think that the, uh, the Georgia football program needs to bring in like driving instructors. This is it. I mean, I would be having 10-hour meetings. Like, we're going to meet every day. This is unbelievable. We have people die in our program. We have, mm -hmm. you could have killed people in the streets. I don't know. I mean, is anybody going to get suspended? Is that what you need to do? What, you know, it's it's a tricky situation for Kirby to speak on publicly, but he well, should. Well, he sure hasn't. Yeah, he sure hasn't. And and again, it's it's the same mentality of college athletics and we love college athletics, but it's like if you win, you get so big, you don't have to answer to anybody and there's nobody bigger in college athletics than Kirby Smart. But if I I, I and great, George is winning and maybe the, the 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 banking is that only thing anybody cares about is Georgia winning. But if I if I lived on that street and said, wait, there were three people coming down, potentially coming mm -hmm. down that street, going 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, this is insane. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but it's like, well, he doesn't know anybody, anything. I, I think he does. I, I know mm -hmm. I'm in the God forbid we hold anybody accountable, yeah. let alone any anybody. And no one's no one's accountable to anything in this country anymore. But. You know, there's people who live in these towns that, that that aren't fans, that are just people and aren't just, I mean, 104. Yeah. And and it, what appears to be a repeated pattern of speeding within the program this is a weird thing, but yeah. this has got I mean, to get cracked down. And they knew about every ticket. One thing about, like, these, you didn't just, you sure. know, you get a ticket, your boss probably doesn't know you got a speeding ticket. They do it, or if you get pulled yeah. over and the cop lets you off on a little warning, they know it in these towns, they know. 
You mentioned Brian Gant. Uh, I mean, I've heard he's he's the fixer guy in the program. You get in trouble, you call Gant, and he will come and try to help things out. So, you know, every program has those people, I think especially in the SEC. But, yeah, if I'm Kirby Smart, I'm certainly standing in front of the team and saying, you get a speeding ticket, you get a five-mile-an-hour speeding ticket, you're suspended for three games or whatever number. You know, you are not playing because we are not going to do this anymore. But you've got at Georgia and a lot of other places all over the SEC, all over the country, I am sure. Look, one of the nice things about NIL, you can afford big, fast cars, better know how to drive it and drive responsibly. There's a lot of college people, not just athletes, but there's a lot of college kids that drive very irresponsibly. But you're putting very powerful, fast cars at the hands of some very bad drivers. And there needs to be a lesson from Georgia to everybody in their athletic department, really, about this. The other thing, though, too, I wanted to go back to this. Where, where like Jalen Carter has been shielded from talking to anyone publicly or outside of the program for so long, he, again, is not comfortable doing it. He's got to go to these NFL interviews, and he's got to answer hard questions. I don't know whether he's prepared for it. Well, I tried to talk to him. <laughs> Let me give, give me a second yeah. here. Like, he did not talk to the media for, like, six months. This is the best player on Georgia, the best player on the number one team in the country. They didn't have him talk to anybody. They brought him out uh, before the national championship game, and it was a painful interview. He, he he was not comfortable. He wasn't good at it. it. Simple questions he had a hard time with. He was asked then. There were character concerns then, well before this crash. There were That was Todd McShay opened that can of worms, and everybody's like, oh, no, it's unfair. It's unfair. It's not true. Maybe now you wonder, but... Uh, I, I think Georgia did him a disservice in terms of helping his maturity and his professional future by not having him out talking to people. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a fair, fair criticism. He's going to lean on Drew Rosenhaus's attorney to, you know, be prepared for these statements, these interviews, but yeah, I'm just going to be a very uncomfortable uh, interview process. However, I imagine he will not go, um, he will not fall far in that in that draft. One one tiny inside baseball thing here. Alan Judd is one of the bylines in the Atlanta Journal Constitution on this stuff. If you're Georgia and Alan Judd's on the case, your your stuff better be in order because he is a bulldog <laughs> reporter. That's that's your inside journalism baseball. Uh he so hope Georgia's got their got their house in order if, if Alan Judd's starting to poke around. Yeah, I don't think the the AJC's backing down on it and and there's just a lot. Uh uh, well, because again, of the reporting, right, some of this came out, right? And the police, it wasn't yeah. an hour after the yeah. story dropped, the police yeah. <laughs> issued the arrest warrant because AJC got, foot, was it footage? Was it the video footage? Yeah, AJC had yeah. the story, and then all of a sudden, coincidentally, here comes the things. Yeah. Again, like, yeah. I, if I'm the president of Georgia, and I, you know, I'm not, I don't know how to run a college campus, but I would want an investigation into, like, well, what is going on with these cars and the speeding, and what do we know? I, mm -hmm. I, like, that's what I would want to know if I, but you know, there's not going to be that. And it's not just Georgia or Al, you know, like Michigan right. played Mozzie Smith this year. Mozzie Smith got, got charged sure. with a, uh, you know, felony gun driving with a gun. They just kept playing them. They didn't care. Sure. No, you know, there's no yeah. like, Hey, you shouldn't do that. Why don't you sit for, a, why don't you sit for a couple games? You're driving around with a, you know, it's like, nah, whatever. We'll get that worked out. And it, and yeah. So, you know, nobody cares. The, yeah, and it's like, do you do, you do an investigation? You, if, in this situation, you had a student die, student athlete die, you had an employee die, 
You had another student athlete injured. You had another employee injured. It's a drunk driving, wild drunk driving accident in a university vehicle that shouldn't have been used. Why are all these guys together? There are other people there. There's a culture. If I'm the Jews University of Georgia, I'm saying, I want to know what's going on. And that if that means Kirby Smart has to come in and answer questions too, then he has to do it. Are they doing that? I don't know, but I doubt it because that's just the way it works, you know? Yeah, well, Kirby's issued a couple of statements. Yeah. But he hadn't sat in front of the, he hadn't answered any public questions. Yeah, certainly not public. And I, I don't know private, like just because that's yeah. the stuff. If I'm running an organization, I'm like, what happened? I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know. But yeah, very, very, very interesting. Three more than the president. Yeah. Right. And one of the most yeah. influential presidents out there. He's like the head of the SEC President's yep. Council or whatever. I mean, he's a he's a big deal and he's not just spring chicken. He's he's done this a long time. But I, I mean, I, I would be on the phone. Kirby, come to my office Monday. Uh, I, I was just go. about to mention the mention Jerry Moorhead and uh, the Georgia president and how powerful he is and within college athletics, within the SEC, how close he is with uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. And I've heard enough from inside of Georgia and inside the SEC about how influential Jerry Moorhead is and how intense uh, might be the right word uh, uh, Jerry Moorhead is. He's a big sports fan. Um, he keeps up with everything, and and he can uh, he can be he can he stays on top of the let's put it that way he stays on top of those under him. Uh, and I would imagine. That he's he's involved. He's going to be involved in this pretty heavily, and if he hasn't already called Kirby to the office and AD Josh Josh Brooks, then it's going to happen. Just Good. just knowing a little bit about him, but yeah, he he was the head. At, I don't know if he still is at the SEC Presidents Council, but he was the chair, I believe, of the D- Division One Board of Directors, and was uh, like the chair of the Constitution Committee. So he. Yeah, he's he's pretty powerful guy and, and very close to to Greg Sankey. Yeah, well, good. I hope they do. I mean, look, there's going to be a million lawsuits on this, and uh, you know, beyond what criminally happens. Um, again, Carter's, you know, legally it's it's fairly limited. He he's not the one that got drunk and drove. He's not. He he can't make someone race him. He right. isn't responsible for a lot of this stuff. So. You know, but this this is what creates the, the this all these details coming out. But uh, there should be a lot. All right, this has been a heavy and uh, serious conversation, and that's fine. We don't mind uh, discussing those issues. We're not going to be the ones on here going. Uh, we really prefer to talk about the games. I prefer not to talk about people dying and all of that. But we're we're good with with serious issues, and we'll always will be. Uh, so if you're just picking up on this show, please subscribe and continue to listen because we will give it uh, may not be popular always but uh, we're not backing down from any of it but I we do have fun here and this is supposed to be a good time and uh, this one came across my note the big 12 basketball tournament and they're trying to have a good time with this they're trying to pump up the basketball it's a great best league in the country yeah. uh, Shaq is going to DJ they got a whole bunch of people coming down to the hmm. big 12 tournament you should go DJ Diesel yeah T-Mobile Center <laughs> DJ Diesel. I went to go see DJ Diesel, by the way, in DC. My wife and I went to go see DJ Diesel. We were all excited. We went to this club to go see DJ Diesel. We got there, you know, show's supposed to start at 10, and we're like, all right, well, it'll be like 10, 30, 11 before he gets to stage. 
and maybe this is old man Ross and Liz, yeah, old yeah. old old couple, right? Getting the third, you know, get getting to the hoping by eleven, eleven thirty he shows up at twelve fifteen. We left. He hadn't shown up yet. <laughs> really? <laughs> that is old man Ross. Come on, <laughs> Shaq. Shaq ain't doing nothing at ten thirty. Uh, Come on, that, that's that's I, poor work. Right? Older man Pat wouldn't have even gone. So <laughs> yeah, like I just you, sip, a, sip a bourbon and hair DJ Shack, <laughs> DJ Diesel. <laughs> anyway, DJ Diesel's going to be there. So if you're in Kansas City, go to it's a heck of a basketball tournament. But I'm not. Even, we we do we normally do a segment called Would You Eat It? Various crazy foods that occur, particularly at the Texas State Fair, is a annual staple. I'm not going to do would you eat it because I think anybody would eat any of this. But the Big 12 has done a uh, school-specific food item. Mm, Hashtag like Big 12 eats. Big 12 eats. So there'd probably be pictures. So I'm going to run through them. And I guess, I don't, I don't know, just you can comment or not. I think we can, we can, we can decide which one's the best one. How about that? How about that? Okay. I so, love this, by the way. This is, this is, this is cool. I, I love the food thing. It's a great idea. Great, great idea. idea. And I'm going to start with the funniest one. Okay. Is the Baylor float okay? <laughs> Baylor, God bless Baylor, right? But it is kind of known as the boringest damn school. You're, uh, you know, like Waco. It's, it's, it's nothing. Re- it's, it's just sort of, it's steady, right? Baylor, no Baptist Baylor. School, g- you know, they're not gonna. It's not a party school. It's not yeah. this. You know, a Baylor guy. Like you, you want your ba- you, you, my accountant's from Baylor. Good. I'm not getting audited. My accountant is from Baylor. So you'll see how wild all these foods get. The Baylor float is vanilla ice cream, the boringest ice cream, and Dr. Pepper. That's it. That's their item. Good, Big solid item. Area, so. Sounds delicious, but, you know, right. If this is like LSU, they're throwing a jalapeno in there. They're like doing something, right? Baylor, vanilla ice cream and Dr. Pepper. Just like my great grandma made. I love so it. So that's Baylor float, Baylor float, vanilla ice cream, Dr. Pepper. Okay, so each one's guy, it's very unique to the schools. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Cyclone Tenderloin, Iowa State. They should have had a side of water on this. They should have imported the <laughs> failure uh, by the Big 12. But um, the Cyclone Tenderloin, a Kaiser uh, bun, breaded pork tenderloin, sliced onions, sweet and spicy pickles. Like, even in Ames, Iowa, they're throwing a spicy pickle on there. Not Baylor. There you go. Not no. Baylor. <laughs> Love that. I've been to the Iowa Beef Steakhouse, which I can't remember whether it was in Ames or Des Moines, but it was on a road trip to cover a basketball game at Iowa State. And so the, the tenderloin, very apropos. The breaded pork tenderloin is a staple in Iowa. Yes. Uh, no question. They, always, they, they, you know, they would make like the presidents have to eat one just to like try to win the votes. Always come with us for like a hundred years. Every president was like, I don't want to eat that thing. <laughs> <laughs> they got to eat it and smile. Best pork tenderloins in the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please caucus for me. Anyway, the Jayhawks mac and cheese. And again, you think uh, Kansas, you're not thinking real interesting. More interesting than Baylor. <laughs> Pasta and creamy white cheese sauce topped with house-smoked pulled pork, Levi's okay. signature barbecue sauce, and crispy fried onions. So they work in the Kansas City barbecue. There you go. All right. Heart attack yep. on a plate, but mm, yeah. <laughs> K-State's Wabash Cannon Dog. <laughs> the hell is ba- that? Bacon-wrapped 
jumbo hot dog topped with oh. wildcat purple relish. There Ooh. you go. Going right. to need a little more detail on the wildcat purple relish, but <laughs> do we really need to wrap a hot dog in bacon? Jesus. The little apple don't play. <laughs> I think we do, man. I think we do. Golly. Damn, man. <laughs> the hot dog wasn't bad enough for you. I know. I'm regretting my conference tournament coverage decision now. I want to go to <laughs> <Yeah>. this tournament. <laughs> oh, well, at I, some point on the pod, maybe next week, SEC basketball tournament, we need to get into what in what the each SEC town would, would have as their Yeah, maybe we can do that. Meal. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one to do yeah. next week. I, I think, think the, about food that of, and get in, the food of the SEC is generally better. Certainly, like the old Big Twelve North or big, you know, like you know, yeah, oh, yeah. Again, yeah. yeah. We've 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 dealt with Baylor, Iowa, and two in Kansas. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's it. The Stormin Stormin from Norman, Oklahoma, Taco. Stormin from Norman, Oklahoma, Taco. Fry bread topped with ground beef, shredded cheese, chopped tomatoes, beans, onions, and chili. Hope this is not ordered by the guy sitting next to you at the T-Mobile Center. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, the other one was heart attack on a plate. That is gas on a plate. So Porter Moser had one before the game and had to like, leave in the second half to- Go back to the locker room for a little while. Uh, yeah, Stormin' from Norm. Please eat after the game and then leave the T-Mobile Center. <laughs> Pistol Pete's OSU fried corn. The Oklahoma State have the Pistol Pete. Oh, you know they have those great pick. Uh, the the they use Pistol Pete in all their logos, like the dentistry yep. school and stuff. I want to see this one. Uh, they have great Pistol Pete is hysterical mascot. Uh, mm-hmm. Pistol Pete's OSU fried corn. Uh, this is beyond me. Elote style. Is that it? E-L-O-T-E. Oh, style. yeah, yeah. Elote corn. Yeah, it's like a, a, a seasoning, a seasoned corn. Kind okay. Of a little, little spice on it. Yeah. All right. Alito. Alito. Al- 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 how did I say it? Elote. Elote. Elote style bacon fried corn topped with crushed Doritos. Ooh, okay. So I like that they go kind of, they go heavy with the really good seasoning and, and then they just throw some Doritos on it. Yeah. Because that wasn't enough. Uh, bacon fried <laughs> corn. <laughs> bacon fried, the wow. TCU loaded tots. Tater tots, spicy queso sauce, chopped house smoked brisket, brisket pico mm. de gallo, mm. topped with horn frog purple sour cream. Ooh. Yeah. Again, details on yeah. what is it? The purple. <laughs> Everyone wants to throw their purple on there. K State and you TCU. Know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then purple's not necessarily a great food thing, you know. So. Right, well, you never know. The Longhorn quesadilla, triple mm. cheese quesadilla, choice of steak or chicken, Here we with go. burnt orange salsa rojo sauce. Sounds good. Great. Mm, I'm in on that. Great Mexican food in Austin. I have no doubt this could be. Oh yeah, good. yeah. You could maybe get that at El Arroyo, and it would yep. be good. Tex mast. Ryder Burger, mm. Texas Tech, Tex Mast Ryder Burger, all beef patty, cheddar, fried onion rings, sweet pickled jalapenos, and Red Raiders barbecue sauce. So there's that, pretty basic. And then the West Virginia Mountaineer Roll, which is just a pizza roll, for which is popular in Pennsylvania, Western PA, and 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 West Virginia. A sliced pepperoni and mozzarella cheese, and a soft roll, okay. kind of like wondering. a calzone kind of thing, but not mm. really. Yeah. 
I was wondering what West Virginia was bringing to the table. Well, I and mean, hey, next year, Lord knows what they could have been bringing to the table. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. possum. Never, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Fried possum sandwich. Fried possum. Just a barrel of bourbon. How about that? <laughs> yeah, Mountain moonshine. Right. How about that? We don't Mountain eat. Moonshine. We just drink possum and moonshine bar. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Next and, year, uh, uh, they get to bring in Cincinnati and UCF and have BYU. I mean, we'll see. What oh, BYU. yeah, Cincinnati with the chili, whatever crap. Yep. That oh, yeah, that, that, that'll that be horrible. Sky, Skyline right. chili, which is Skyline not Skyline chili. Shout out to Michael Casagrande. Skyline. <laughs> <laughs> Skyline. <laughs> that's about right. Skyline <laughs> chili. Uh, cool. He loves him some Skyline chili, which I think is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Ah, uh, yeah. I, uh, you have it once, and then you're like, what? I cannot believe this is popular. It's Skyline Chili's everywhere, though. They love it in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. They do. Uh, I don't know. Although, uh, you get up there, and like, I, I think I've had this discussion with uh, with Mick Cronin, the, the one of the ultimate Cincinnati guys. There's some other kind of chili up there that he says is better. So, mm. Well, anything's <laughs> better. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's right. Everything is better. It's, it's chili. It's, chili. A, it's a cinnamon, uh, cinnamon chili kind of thing. Yeah. On, on noodles, on like yeah. spaghetti. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Baylor, you know, look. At the end of the day, they got the only dessert, and the the, uh, the vanilla ice so. cream and Dr Pepper. I mean, it's a classic. You can't go wrong with it, right? But right. right. Everyone else is really going like modern. They go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> get like the the the, the Joanna and Chip Gaines. Can they come up with a recipe or something for you? The fixer uppers. Right, that's like the him. biggest thing that ever happened in Waco, other than that cult thing. <laughs> I think Scott Drew would 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 Let's appreciate. Go Scott he would Drew. be happy. He would I be need... happy with a Villanilla and Dr Pepper. He really would. He would, he would be good with it. He's like, it's a good, solid choice. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who's not happy? Drink, and you're right. Right, he's so positive. He'd talk us into oh, five yeah. star Michelin starred review for the. Uh, he would <laughs> he would find a way. Anyway, uh, that is your dining options at the uh, Big 12. We want reports. Yeah. Pictures, whatever. Send it to us, whatever whatever else you got. And uh, that is our show. We will have plenty more next week. Uh, we didn't even get to all of our news of the weird, let alone all our issues. So uh, plenty yeah. to go. Continue to subscribe to this podcast. You had something to add, Pat? Nope. Nope. All right. Continue to, if you do, because we can go along. You know, these guys are, came this yeah. long. You're probably still listening. Uh, we made everyone hungry. That was our problem. Uh, <laughs> continue listening. Share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. Please subscribe. Uh, we appreciate everyone who sticks with us. We will talk to you later.